From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Just looking at my coffee mug here and the inscription, Keep Calm and Carry On. Those could be the watch for words for 2015, my friends. Batten down the hatches. It promises to be an interesting year. Hey, welcome to the Audio Imaginaria. My name is Richard Serrett. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Welcome to the very first conspiracy show of 2015. It's in mint condition, still in the box. Oops, now you've opened it. That's okay. This program is always outside of the box. The mighty Aphrodite and I and the twins uh, spent New Year's Eve and New Year's Day down in Niagara Falls, New York, with our dear friends, uh, the Murray family, Jalal and Basma and their, and their children. They have a great little restaurant down there called the 755 Restaurant. It's 755 Market Street, right downtown Niagara Falls. Uh, the food was amazing, and, of course, the hospitality. Uh, that goes without saying. They always show us a great time, dear friends of ours. The servings are incredibly large. The mighty Aphrodite and I had to share an entree of, uh, I think it was uh, haddock, beer-battered haddock. And uh, the two of us could barely finish it. Uh, anyway, I mention that because uh, Jalal Amurai, you may have met, heard me mention him on the program. He's also my television partner, the director-producer for uh, The Conspiracy Show. Uh, so I thought, hey, why not uh, uh, let you know about their, their restaurant? Pop into 755 Niagara Falls, New York, and uh, say hi to Jalal and the family, and uh, maybe Jalal... Uh, can uh, pour you a beer and tell you a few conspiracy show tales from the road. <laughs> uh, speaking of Niagara Falls, New York, I just got this uh, email. Ken Whitmell emails, says, Hello, Richard. Happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you, Ken. It says, I'm watching a very interesting conspiracy show on neo-Nazis that is on WNLO Buffalo, which I believe is a CBS affiliate. Is this correct? Uh, yes, Ken. I believe WNLO Buffalo is carrying uh, the television show. We are, as I've mentioned on a number of occasions, in about 200 markets in the U.S. and growing. That's the TV show, the television show. Now across the United States, uh, we haven't uh, received the the latest uh, numbers from our distributor down there, but I believe we're in about 200 markets, and that's growing. Uh, now, just a, a programming note. We are not doing an HOA tonight, a hangout on air. We're not live streaming on YouTube. Uh, Albert tells me we're having some computer issues. That's fine. We'll try and resume with the HOA next week. Uh, so you'll have to wait until then to catch a glimpse of my brand new glasses. <laughs> Someone told me I, I look like a cross between Jack Benny and Elvis Costello. I'm watching the detectives. <laughs> now cut that out, Rochester. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not about to quit my radio uh, program and become the next Freddie Travelina or, or Rich Little. Uh, Elvis Costello and Jack Benny. I don't know. You tell me what you think next week when we've got the HOA back up and running and we'll be live streaming. Of course, uh, for now, you can listen, as always, on our flagship station, AM740 here in Toronto and uh, on the podcast around the world and uh, one of our 30 U.S. affiliates. Uh, next week on the show... Gerald Salente from Trends Journal with his forecast of what lies ahead in 2015 will be with us. We'll no doubt delve into the economy, geopolitics, and more. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, our regular contributor, paranormal investigator, author of over 50 books, will be here with her first paranormal news roundup of 2015. And uh, ooh, this one is uh, 
Going to be a uh, an interesting discussion. Tracy R. Twyman will be here, author of uh, numerous and very popular nonfiction uh, books on the occult and the paranormal. We'll discuss how, in the summer of 2001, she and a group of friends attempted to contact a dead French artist on the Ouija board, and this was part of a research project about the Holy Grail. Uh, apparently, they were trying to get de- uh, to get help decoding an historic occult mystery pertaining to the royal bloodline of France. And she's written about that extensively as well. Uh, anyway, they had no idea, apparently, that they were opening a portal to hell. And what followed was a 13-year adventure into the supernatural, trailing mysterious clues given to them beyond the veil. And we'll explore the secrets of Freemasonry, the Knights Templar, the Apocalypse, gleaned, get this, from the ghostly lips of artist Jean Cocteau. Uh, that's next week on The Conspiracy Show. And I've got another scary story for you tonight. Uh, this one, however, isn't about the paranormal. Uh, it does involve torture, uh, innocent people who are targeted by shadowy figures using very advanced technology to disrupt lives, their lives, in an attempt to drive them over the edge, drive them crazy, to discredit them, silence them. Uh, my good friend Dr. John Hall, uh, down in San Antonio, and uh, the author of A New Breed Satellite Terrorism in America, uh, told me that there are roughly 300,000, let me repeat that, 300,000, thousand targeted individuals in America and we're about to meet one right now or at least we're about to meet someone who I believe sincerely believes she is a targeted individual Leslie Oliver claims that she was targeted shortly after launching a, a website which provided Americans with information on how to purchase cheap medication outside of the United States. Thus began some gang stalking and electronic harassment. Uh, she was also a former actress, and she kicked around Hollywood for about 10 years, later worked in New York City in advertising. Ten years later, she went back to the Palm Desert area of California, which is about two hours outside of Los Angeles. After the, uh, the targeting... She left the United States for good in February of 2005. She went to uh, Dharamshala in India, where she was attacked with EM weapons there, though not as aggressively, apparently, as in the United States. She built herself a completely enclosed six-by-six-by-six-foot stainless steel hut, sort of a Faraday cage, which helped mitigate some of the effects. After four years of living in India, she went to Cambodia to teach English, and was EM attacked there as well. During this period of living in Asia, she visited Thailand, China, Nepal, the Philippines, and was attacked in all of these places without a break. In fact, <coughs> the worst attacks were in China. From the moment she got on the plane from India and during a change of planes at the airport in Bangkok to her landing in Chengdu, China, she was followed and cooked mercilessly. Leslie Oliver... Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? Thank you, Richard. Actually, I'm I'm feeling quite well. Thank you for having me. It's quite wonderful. Um, I, you know, uh, I'd like to start this off by saying that I, I'm not exactly a TI. I, I because there's a 
there's a problem with a lot of the disinformation that's going on in that community. And um, the the way that uh, a lot of the the terminology is put out there is actually quite wrong. If um, well, I'd that's like interesting. I mean, I, the the term "targeted individual" seems very apropos to me. But you explain why you're not uh, a targeted individual. Well, there's how do I say this? There's a there's there's a kind of of uh, ploy to make people who are targeted into victims. And I just want to say that I I have not been victimized uh, mentally in the way that a lot of other target targets have been. No, as we that's a good point. As we discuss, you have certain defense mechanisms that are part of your your spirituality that has helped you protect it. But you have been. There's no question. Right. Leslie, that you yes, have been, been targeted. Assaulted. You've been and assa- that's the assaulted. Other thing. The word that they use is harassment, and it's much worse than that. It's sure, actually it's torture. It's, murder. Yes, it's torture. There's no question. Yeah, it's it is. it's torture. It is torture. Absolutely. Torture. Uh, so let's let's begin at the beginning. Um, and and I know that you you spend some time in Hollywood as an actress, but the the, the targeting, uh, the the mental torture. Uh, really started, and because we don't have time, uh, a right. lot of time, we have to sort of skip ahead here, and and, and I, I need sort of the Reader's Digest version, but um, you were, you had launched a website, right. uh, foreigndrugs.com, right. and this was, essentially, you weren't selling drugs, you were just, in, you were giving Americans information on how they could procure drugs outside of the United States cheaper than what right. they were paying in the United States, and then... Right. You started to get harassed by, I mean, uh, you know, phone calls and threatening letters and so forth from, from uh, customs people and and uh, f- well, you take it from there. Tell us what happened briefly. Well, well, yeah, I I I was getting I the you know people were breaking into my house. I had people outside in vans um, sitting there for you know hours. And um, they would, you know, they would break into my house, and I would know that there would be a toilet seat up. I was on four acres, and I was sort of on a remote um, dead-end street in the desert. And um, the highlight of that was they fixed my brakes. I was going up into the mountains every day, and they fixed my brakes. And I happened to find that out because there was... uh, uh, because when I was going the next day, when I was on the freeway, there was a thumping on my in my car, and I brought my car in to take, have them take a look at it because I had driven into L.A. to see my attorneys, in fact, and um, they told me that the caliper pin had been taken off, uh, and it's impossible for it to fall off. And it was then that I started to realize that um, the people that were following me, because I kept noticing people following me, and it took me a long time to notice because I I didn't understand why anybody would want to follow me. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, it it just it just absolutely changed my whole life when I realized that there were actually people who were trying to murder me. Now, how did you survive that ordeal? I've driven I've driven a stretch of very mountainous road. It's absolutely breathtaking. Some of the the finest vis- vistas anywhere in California, and I've driven it from. From uh, you know bow to stern several times. Yeah. Uh, there's a stretch of highway that goes through the mountains between uh, uh, Palm Springs and San Clemente, California. Actually, uh, as I recall, the very windy roads. How did you survive that? Well, if they fixed your brakes, that is. Well, for some reason, nothing happened. That's what's that's what was so strange. Um, it the 
the brake fluid apparently, you know, went through, and I got, and, and you know, I was able to get through. But what happened is, is that when I got down, when I got down to the bottom of the hill, uh, back down to Palm Desert, I had this weird feeling of, I got this feeling of somebody very angry. And I remember I stopped the car and I thought, what, what is going on? Why am I feeling this anger from somebody? And uh, Le- Leslie, let me sorry, Leslie, let me just jump in lot. here. Sorry, Leslie, let me jump in. We're we're uh, we're coming up on a break here. We'll pick up on okay, this on ahead. the other side. Uh, Leslie Oliver, tell us is her harrowing uh, ordeal of mental torture, mental attempted murder, uh, essentially. When we come back, we'll get into uh, more of that here on the Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740. Leslie Oliver uh, stays with us, a former Hollywood actress. Now, I know uh, I'm going to use the term targeted individual just for shorthand because people know, you know, when I say that term, uh, uh, Leslie, they know what I mean, and, and we can... We can uh, sort of uh, parse that a little bit later if you'd like. But um, now, I just I, I want to summarize for people just joining us. So um, again, you spent some time in Hollywood, but this targeting didn't begin until after you launched this uh, the, you, one of your websites, foreigndrugs.com. You were giving information to Americans uh, on how they could procure uh, and where they could procure uh, cheaper medications. We're talking about legal uh, prescription drugs um, in you know places like Mexico and and here in Canada. Uh, and and you were very careful about this. I mean, you went uh, because you know word went out that the DEA was going to start uh, prosecuting websites like yours that were mm-hmm. advertising right. offshore par- pharmacies. So you right. went to a lawer to oh, make yeah. sure you I had, had some all of the, the best First Amendment attorneys in the country to make sure that the wording on your website was you know strictly uh, according to uh, all of the rules and so forth. FDA rules, right? Right. Um, but then you started getting it started with some some phone calls and some you know from custom agents saying what are you doing and 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 so forth and then it started to escalate uh, and you mentioned having the um, uh, we, we should mention you know as part of this there was some of that street theater that or the gang stalking type thing you had people driving by your house at three in the morning they were right. revving their engines and and uh, as you mentioned people breaking into your house and sort of moving things around which right, is all exactly. classic these are all classic. Uh, signs and, and symptoms of, of a TI. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, so back to the, uh, the the fixing of your brakes, and you and uh, somehow you survived that. But the, it was clear to the person who that, that inspected your brakes after that that someone had done something. And you mentioned feeling like someone was very angry with you when you got to the bottom of that mountain. Yeah, that's what's so strange is that part of the directed energy weapons is is that the vibration of these people is so coarse and so low that there are many times that you can actually feel their reaction. I know this sounds even crazy, but it's absolutely true. You can actually sometimes feel them. You can even feel them planning things. That's another thing that is very odd about it. At least I can, and maybe that's part of the reason that I also got, if you will, targeted is because, um, you know, I have a little bit of, I'm not a psychic, but I'm an intuitive you know, and um, so uh, a lot of things that happened to me, uh, I, I kind of knew in advance that they were going to be doing something uh, and planning something. And 
uh, one of the one of the things that that is very important to understand is is that because of the strong meditation work that I that I had been in, I really was looking at everything that they were doing as a challenge, and I wasn't looking at it as oh my God, look what am I going to do next? I mean they destroyed my life in a certain way, but actually it turned out. Um, to be very good for me spiritually because it made me uh, really face a lot of the things that were very important in my life that I hadn't actually taken into account. Well, this is spiritual warfare, I believe. Absolutely. I, I mean, I you know I believe in evil, and and when what you are, are up against or were up against uh, to me and hundreds of thousands like you. Uh, is pure, unadulterated evil. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to that, let, let, let's uh, let's talk about some of the other things. You mentioned that, it, I mean, they had you, I mean, this was the reason you left the country, right? They, oh, absolutely. It got yeah. so intense that you had to leave the United States. Yeah, was, they, tried, they tried to abduct me, and they tried, they tried to abduct me, and they would have killed me if they had gotten me. When you say it's they. Fifth Avenue uh, Subterranean Parking. In, in Palm Desert. I mean, really, it was amazing. They grabbed you. They what, what did they, they do? They tried. They were they were hovering around my car. I noticed I was in. The, I was there. I was actually planning on leaving, uh, but I was sort of taking my time about it. And then somebody, I see somebody go running past me with you know that baseball cap that they've got that they wear, and he looked over at me, and I knew instantly that he was an agent. And when uh, and then when I went back there to my car, I noticed four guys surrounding my car. Then I went running to the front of the store, and there were four undercover agents there, uh, standing there. I had called my webmaster to come get me. I was absolutely terrified, and I had this this very tiny little uh, um, what uh, pepper spray. You could hardly see it in my hand. And I had it clenched, and one of the four people that looked like golfers, he was dying to see what was in my hand. They were laughing, and every time he would turn around and trying to see what was in my hand. And then I knew he was also, um, he was also an operative. They were all stationed around, around the, the store. And so what happened is, is that, um, I, I, I was invited to somebody's house on the way home, and I went to her house, and I wound up staying there for a week. I, I made her come back to my house for about an hour, and I just packed up my stuff as fast as I could, and then I left for, for India. When you were telling your, your friends, and, and, and uh, if in fact you were, uh, and, your, and your family members and so forth, about what was going on, how did they react? Because one of the, 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 the ploys here that these perps use, obviously, is to, is to separate you from support groups by making you sound crazy when you tell them what's going on. That's exactly right. I mean, I, it was very, very difficult. I mean, most people did not believe me. Again, uh, coming back to the meditation work, I kept, uh, I kept saying to myself, Leslie, just stay balanced. Just stay balanced. I'm sure that this is going to clear up at some point. And it was a, it's a very rough road, but if you, if you don't have some kind of system to fall back on, uh, it's very, it's almost impossible. This is where a lot of people who are being targeted really lose their marbles because the pressure, the, of the fear, it's, it's 24-7 fear. Uh, and aggression that you're feeling day in and day out, you begin to come undone 
that's and they know that this is this is a ploy this is definitely their psyops and sure. i'm sure it's used in war and so on and so forth any voice to skull involved here voice to skull technology were not you hearing me. voices not no. with me but but uh i but they have sent me messages through wi-fi i mean where i actually heard they said we're going to kill you we're going to kill you this happened just recently in mexico um my god i just somehow uh i must you know i keep finding these people and uh i keep seeing who they are well, just back up a minute leslie excuse me but how does that work through wi-fi you're not hearing it you're not you're not here are you hearing it what do you mean wi-fi how do they transmit these messages through wi-fi well first the first thing that happens is that you have this incredible feeling of terror that comes over you uh and then you have this feeling of doom that comes over you. And then you hear an inner voice that almost sounds like God, but if you know the difference and it goes, it goes like this, we're going to kill you. In fact, in fact, that same voice was uh, heard on a Coast to Coast show just recently with Dave Schrader uh, on December 20th. There, there was a little voice that appeared while they were talking, and then they went back and they replayed it, and it said, "We're going to kill you." Hmm. So it's coming through the electronics okay. uh, somehow. But only you, you know? can hear it. Can other people hear it? Can what? If you were in a room and and all of a sudden you were to hear that voice, could other no. people hear it, or just you? No, no, just me. Well, that it's that just... is in a, in a, in in a sense, voice to skull, is it not? Well, it's, it's, it's put I, directly into your head. I, maybe it's. It, it, I'm understanding that it's very different, but I, I'm not really quite sure what the difference is. Maybe it was. But. Well, this technology, I mean, we've seen the patents online. I mean, this technology has been around for more than 30 years, so who knows what they're capable of doing now? Well, that's the thing, and, you know, the the thing, too, is is that the, the it is invisible murder, basically, and the conventional weapons that people think that they're going to be able to protect themselves with are not going to help, and um, um, some of the things, well, you know what I what I also want to say is is that that most activists are being already hit. This is not something that's being done to just targets. And the three hundred thousand is not correct. There are I promise you that there are activists that don't even know that they're being hit because the symptoms are made to look like almost natural in a certain way. I sent you you know some of the symptoms like. Heart palpitations, oh, yes. shallow breathing. Well, oh, I'm familiar with all of this, but believe me, I've, I've done a number of shows. In fact, I'm, I am involved uh, at the moment in, in, a, uh, in a television project about this very, very subject. And, and um, you know, I, I've read a lot of material, so I, I am familiar with the symptoms. You, I mean, that 300,000, who knows? I mean, uh, I, Dr. Hall is, is sort of on the front lines. He, he's treating, uh, this has really taken over his practice, uh, treating these individuals. So, however, um, that's still, if it's 300,000, if it's 400,000, I mean, that's just... But but the point, though, is that it's... The reason that I'm saying that it's much bigger than this is that I'm I'm almost certain that they're beaming whole cities. You see, this is, this is a technology that they're not just using on a few people. And by the way, it's not an experiment. It never was. And it, my feeling is, aside from the fact that it's incremental murder, my feeling is that they've, they've been training their rookies on a lot of the targets 
That's what they've been doing because when, when the big chaos begins to happen, when they really start to destroy the United States and, and, and possibly most of Canada, they're going to need people who are trained. And um, this, this is what I feel that they've been doing. This is much bigger. It's, and, and it's very important for people to understand that this is going to be used on the population, and it is being used now. Um, this is the kind of weaponry that they have in their back pocket. The gun control thing, which I'm, I'm for guns, you know, is a little bit of a red herring in that way because that's not really that's not really what they're going to be using no i i understand what you're saying this the idea that uh, that you know that they are trying to undermine the second amendment and disarm americans it's it is a red herring because if if they and uh, i put they in in quotation marks or whatever because you know who are they we uh, that's always a big question but uh whatever they have at their disposal uh you know it's going to make a, a a gun look like a I don't know, a birthday candle or something. It's just, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not going to uh, do any good if they have, let's say for example, they have some satellite based technology that's capable of hacking our DNA, for example. Uh, right. you know, a sidearm or a service revolver, uh, forget about it. You know, it's just not going to do the, it's not going to do well, any good. Can I tell you about something that happened in Mexico? Sure, please. Well, I, I was uh, down in the lobby on the Internet, and the lobby, I was in a small hotel. It's on, uh, in Playa del Carmen, and there's a main street like, uh, like the promenade in Santa Monica. It's, it's kind of a very pretty street. And um, uh, the lobby was facing, had, was a, it was a small lobby facing the outside with a glass door. And I looked up, and I saw a man on a bicycle. They use bicycles, by the way, quite a bit. They they still are using handheld devices. It's not just satellite. That's another ploy too. Is they want you to think that it's a satellite and there's no escape. But there are people that are being used who come by with cars and bicycles. But anyway, uh, this man was standing um, uh, with a bag with his bi- with, uh, next to his bicycle. When I looked up, I I stood up and I was I knew he was an an agent, and I started to walk towards him. And he pulls something out of the bag, and my legs literally turned to wet noodles. I just fell right there on the marble floor, and I twisted a tendon. Now, uh, I didn't, I, I, I was limping for about a month, uh, mm. you know, until it actually healed. But in the face of that kind of weaponry, there is absolutely no gun that is going to help. No, so. you're, you're, we're, we are like puppets on strings. Yeah, they are exactly. the puppet masters. Listen, uh, stay, uh, stay with us, uh, Leslie. We'll come okay. back. And I know that you, you called upon uh, Roger Tolsis, a private investigator from yes. Bug Sweeps, who's familiar with anybody who, who knows anything about this uh, particular arena, targeted individuals and uh, mental and physical torture using directed energy weapons. We'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, your connection with Roger. And um, when you when and how you get you, you you began to realize uh, that you weren't necessarily being targeted because of this uh, you know foreigndrugs.com website the, 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 in other words the perps weren't just some pharmaceutical company it was it's much bigger than that right. we'll yeah. come back and continue our conversation with Leslie Oliver right here on the conspiracy show my name is Richard Serrett don't you go away you want the truth you can handle the truth. 
The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To get to the truth, call Richard now at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Leslie Oliver stays with us, uh, targeted individual. Leslie, uh, at at, at a certain point, I guess when things became unbearable, you reached out to uh, private investigator Roger Tolsis from Bug Sweeps, and and, uh, what did he do for you? Well, let me just tell you how the divine intervention sort of worked also. I hired, uh, I was going to a sweat lodge right in the area, and his girlfriend was there, and so was he. And I was looking for somebody to do my customer service for me for my website, and uh, I wound up talking to her, and she helped me, and I wound up hiring her. And she happened to tell me that her boyfriend, husband, was a PI. I didn't even know what a PI was. And uh, I had him first come uh, because I had the feeling that somebody was um, listening in on my phones. And so he first came, and he did a bug sweep there, and he told me that, yes, my, my lines were being tapped. Uh, but I had no idea it was the government. Uh, and then later... When I was being, when I had these men with, you know, bald with huge tattoos all over them following me, I finally called him and I said, I don't know what's going on, what is going on. And, um, that was when he basically told me, this is the government, this is probably microwaving, you're being probably beamed in your home, and this is, these are some of the tactics that they're using, which was a big surprise to me because, you know, I just, I had no idea that my government was uh, was doing this kind of stuff at all. And so, and, and um, what did he, when he when he when he uh, swept your house? Uh, what 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 kind of microwave uh, you know microwaves were you getting in there? Do you remember, the do you second recall? time he came, it was uh, 958 megahertz. That's and a microwave is generally a thousand. Mm-hmm. So they were. They were beaming me, and I was having all these very odd things happening, you know, but I, I didn't attribute them. I didn't attribute it. I didn't know what was going on. I um, I didn't really – I had absolutely no idea there was a weapon that was being, that was being uh, beamed at me at all. That's what's so crazy. Unless you know or have any idea, you have – it's impossible to, to discern this, this kind of weaponry. So, um, yeah, so he came and he, he, you know, he, he basically measured it with us. He's got some kind of a machine that, um, but part of the divine intervention is, is that I was going to the sweat lodge and I had right, to, right. Oh, yes. to have his girlfriend working for me. Oh, yes. People. So in three months after the, after all of this started to happen, in, within three months, I already knew that this was the government, that this was black ops. And so on and so forth. So I was very lucky. And and and, and you you know you you contacted the police. There were break-ins and so forth. And and you've included uh, police uh, reports here in, in your in your material. There was a second murder attempt. I know I'm jumping ahead, and this is all very oh, important. Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. This is all very important information. I you know I, I, there was a another uh, murder attempt. Uh, but I, I, we need to move forward. Right. Uh, yeah. When you actually decide to uh, uh, to get out of Dodge. Right. Uh, you got on a plane and you went to India. Right. Well, I, first I went to Canada because I didn't even know I needed a visa for India, so I had to wait in Canada for a week, and yes, then I went to India. And why India? 
I went to India uh, because I'm, I had been involved in Buddhism also, and so I went to the place where the Dalai Lama is because actually I thought they were going to kill me. And I thought, you know, if they're going to kill me, I'd like to be cremated in a certain way, like a poa done. Uh, and I thought at least I'll be, you know, with, with a group of spiritual people that, um, you know, just I'll have a proper death, if you will. But I really thought they were going to kill me. And, and you, on the way over, were you being targeted? Uh, um, oh, yes, the whole time uh, in the plane, in, uh, uh, when I got there, from the time that I arrived, and I uh, went to uh, Derudun first, and from there, the whole time I was targeted. And I was targeted in Dharamshala also, but I was not stalked um, very much up there, because you're up in the mountains. Right. The further away from the big cities you get, the less stalking, you you get because they don't have as many agents the minute i got into delhi it st- it started up again and bombay was probably the worst how were they targeting you specifically well they were targeting with the uh, microwave actually mm. and all of the directed energy weapons how and how did they do um, that in a plane at 30,000 feet my word well they're up there they're there you have a lot of tour- uh, tourists coming there for the for the teachings of the dalai lama and so they they're up there they're all over the world hmm. they're uh you know there's no there is no government that there's no country that i've been in where the government wasn't completely um in cahoots with the united states government or whoever's in back of the united states government yes i think that's an important distinction because uh, listen what do i know but my 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 perception is uh, from yeah. studying not only this but many uh, many different aspects of this whole arena we call conspiracy, for lack of a better term. Yes. Uh, is that we're not talking about the soap salesman, in other words, the elected officials, the government. We are talking about individuals. Uh, uh, you may call them rogue cells, if you wish, but these are individuals that have no allegiance to country or nation. Yes. Uh, they are, um, in fact, the editor of Harper's, the publisher of Harper's Magazine, uh, Lewis Lapham, many years uh, in, a, in an editorial, described them in a rare moment of clarity, I suppose, uh, or openness. Described them as the unelected oligarchs. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. So these are these are the, you know we are not talking about the occupant of the White House or or twenty twenty four Sussex Drive. This is far beyond them, and and I don't believe they have really an inkling. Uh, the, these are not the most powerful people in the world. These are soap salesmen. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mean to digress, but I think it's an important distinction. If we're going to ever, you know, figure out who they are, I think we, I think we need to start looking beyond, you know, government agencies. Yes and no, uh, because I'm, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I called my congressman, I called John, Ron Paul, I called all of these people, and they were absolutely, completely unwilling to help me, and they knew about it, and Ron Paul knew. How do you know they knew? What's that? How, we'll, we'll come back in a moment. We, we'll take a break. Okay. And I'd be curious to know how you came to realize that these uh, people, like Ron Paul, who is you know, a champion to many, uh, would know about this. Leslie Oliver stays with us as we continue to discuss electronic harassment, directed energy weapons, mental torture, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. 
Uh, so, Leslie, uh, you're in India. You're, you're still being uh, targeted, some sort of a directed energy weapon. Uh, from there, you went to, was it China or Cambodia next? Well, I, I went to China at one point uh, while I was in India. And the whole time, when I got in the airport uh, in Thailand, in the airport in Beijing, in the airport in Chengdu, in in Chengdu itself, I was absolutely cooked. And that's when I realized that China and the United States were not enemies. And this is, this is what really becomes interesting is because, you know, you begin to see that all of these countries are all bought and paid for. All of the governments are working with whoever is in back of the United States government. There's, there's not a country that I was in that wasn't, that wasn't uh, working with them and pretending to be opposing the United States. Right, right. Yeah, no, I believe there's a great deal of truth to that. I, I, I concur that the, uh, the the nation state is an illusion. We we have we, we think we have all the trappings of an independent state. We have a flag and we have, uh, you know, a, a Congress or a Parliament and we have supposedly ex, you know a, a duly elected leaders and, and so forth. Uh, but at the at the top, uh, you know, this is all an illusion. So. Um, when you say you were cooked, give me, give uh, me and, and and our listeners a sense of what that means. What does that feel like? It it feels literally like your your skin is burning, as if you're in a your sun. It's a sunburn, actually, but it's a very very harsh sunburn, and your face actually becomes red, a little bit flushed, and your whole body starts to tingle, uh, just as if you're being well, as, as if you're under a sun lamp and it's too high or something like that. And uh, what, happen is, what happens also is, is, is that you, you start get, getting a lot of wrinkles that you didn't have before uh, very quickly, although that didn't really happen to me very much. But um, you start to notice differences in your skin, dryness and all that. And you, The other thing that they do is they also uh, pinpoint your chest, you start to feel this heat in your chest, um, and also you can feel it in different parts of your body, like your around your kidney area and your eyes. They will also focus on your eyes, so that your eyes become very sensitive to the light. Suddenly, you have to understand this is really like within a few days this starts to happen. Right. How about electronic choking? The electronic choking was something that was amazing. They would. Act, this is. This actually happened when I tried to get a hold of Ed Asner. Um, this was Lou in, Grant. In you, you tried to get a hold of Lou Grant. Yeah, I, I was. I was trying to get a hold of him to tell him what was going on, and then what? I went to sleep, and suddenly, this thing. It's almost like somebody put their hands around your throat and starts to choke you. You can't get any air. What it would look like to you is an asthma attack, but it's not. Okay, I have to ask, uh, why were you trying to get a hold of Ed Asner? Well, I, want, I was trying to tell him that I was being, that I had these CIA agents all over me and that I was being constantly attacked and I had written down all these license plate numbers and all that. And he was supposedly somebody who was, you know, on the 911 committee and, you know, all right, of that. Right, right, right. Okay. So I was trying to make it as public as possible and to expose what was going on. And um, that was when they really came, that was one instance where they really came down on me. But I would like to tell you that I found the, the answer to that one. And that is when you feel that coming, if you hold your breath and just relax, 
it, it, it somehow it goes away. And I think that a lot, of the, a lot of what they're doing now is connected to breath. In other words, I think that they can follow you by hooking into your breath somehow. Hmm. It's been suggested to me that they're hacking your DNA. Well, that could be too, but whatever I, that I, means. <laughs> but the also the shallow breathing. When I would walk down the street and I would suddenly feel this shallow breathing, it's a, you know, it's almost like as if you have a very bad case of bronchitis. But it's sudden. You're walking, you're, everything's okay, and then suddenly you can't breathe. And there are many activists that are that are that are being attacked this way. Is if you actually turn around and face the opposite direction, it breaks it. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, we, we, before the break, we were talking about you reached out to uh, certain elected officials, Ron Paul uh, being one of them. And, of course, we're familiar uh-huh. with uh, Ron Paul, who, as I uh, said, is, 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 has become a champion uh, for many in terms of his, his stance on, on individual liberties. And yet you, you, you were not pleased with re- the reception or the reaction you got from, from Congressman Ron Paul. What happened? Well, I was, I drove somebody who was also very badly targeted to this meeting. The meeting took place in Texas, and it was a preacher, and he somehow had taken up the cause. And what happened is, is that while he was there, he had written to Ron Paul, and he had just gotten an answer when we arrived. And Ron Paul invited him to talk to him. So he went there, and he had this appointment with Ron Paul, and he apparently told him everything that was going on. I sent uh, a letter to Ron Paul, FedEx, uh, no answer. And I'd just like to tell you that Ron Paul uh, is championed by many people, but one has to be very careful because there is such a thing as the controlled opposition. And what they do is they mitigate all of the, the, of the information and make it like when they call it harassment. It's not harassment. It, these are assaults. And by calling it harassment and calling it an experiment, it makes it sound as if only a few people are being targeted when this is not the case. And for me, Ron Paul has come up with the most ineffectual um, uh, uh, tactics for uh, many things that are just absolutely impossible. You know, like you're going to sue the TSA uh, if you're groped. Well, I mean, who, who has $250,000 to start a lawsuit against the government? These kind of tactics, to me, show that somebody is not on the level. And he wasn't on the level about this either. So he knows all about it. Well, well um, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, you're assuming that his silence is an admission of, of, of complicity. I don't know that we could go that far. Uh, it, here's the thing. You know, um, someone decides to run for political office, and, and uh, regardless of how they feel about a lot of these things, I mean, and we, we don't know his, his mind, to come out and speak about these things in public, to go on the record, uh, whether it's you know not 9/11 or, or or this mental torture that we're talking about tonight, we have to understand it's political suicide. So you know well, he may be controlled he, opposition. I'm not discounting that. I'm just right. I don't know. I'm not just I'm not quite ready to to, to buy in on that one uh, immediately. However, uh, I don't want to I don't want to you know spend too much time yeah, talking about yeah. Ron Paul because that's not why we're here. Right. However, I think it's interesting and I and I and I appreciate you explaining what happened. Uh, that is disappointing. Absolutely. Um, now, 
so we were in 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 China, Cambodia, and and this is continuing to follow you around. We're running out of time, but what made you decide to come to come back? I'm not going to divulge your location, by the way, but what what why did you why did you come back? Uh, well, I'm not exactly back. I still haven't been to the United States uh, since I left. Right. So um, I'm not exactly back. Uh, well, I miss you know I miss. I miss the West. I miss I miss my people. Right. Uh, and it, you know, unless you're Asian, um, or you really have a love of Asia, after a while, it it's, it starts to to get very old because it's a very different culture and it's a wonderful culture, but it's not my culture. So. Uh, sure. No, I understood. And and how are you with friends and family? Have, do they do they are they supportive now? My family, no. But uh, I. But that's the other thing is, is that my feeling is, is that any relationships that have been destroyed should have been, and that they, 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 they were not, they were not really based on anything solid. Uh, and what I find is, is that I have a community of people who are activists mm. that I, in certain ways, I'm more. I have a more intimate relationship with them than I even do with uh, with old friends and even family because what's at stake here is is a really a life and death. Sure. And when when you're facing that that kind of um, situation, uh, things people uh, we're we're just more. I don't know. We're more honest with each other, or something like that. And I have very good relationships with a lot of the activists. Okay, now again, very tight on time here, and, and we need to devote a little bit of time to this. Okay. Uh, this can't be just about, you know, your website foreigndrugs.com. If they had, if it was about that, they could have, you know, sicked the DEA on you and, and found some way to shut you down or put you in no, jail. This is not about that. What is it about? Well, I guess it was about the fact that I was, I was sending people. Uh, to uh, well, they wasn't sending people. They were able to buy these pharmaceuticals online without having to go there, and so it was dipping into their their profits basically. And the pharmaceutical companies are, you know, as you know, one of the biggest lobbyists in the United States. And this was one of the reasons that I knew some, somebody really big was was doing this because every time I took down a license plate number. It was never repeated, or very rarely. So, I mean, there were just endless amounts of license plate numbers that I was taking down, and different cars, and different people. So, it just so you 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 do believe it's big pharma? Partially, but Partially. I think that it's they're they're in bed with the United States government, and um, I think it's the same thing basically. They, you know, it's there's no difference, and they use law enforcement as um, you know as basically political tools. You know, uh, to help with this, the police were completely corrupt in Palm Desert and Palm Springs. In fact, two or three of the people that were following me, it turns out, I saw later in police uniforms. Well, uh, one of the things that we know that uh, they, again, that they they do is they will recruit local police uh, people yes. uh, to take part in in this. And uh, what they do is they they tell them these these perps uh, that they're doing a good thing because 
you know, uh, you, you really need to harass and, and torture Leslie Oliver because she's done this and she's they fall, they spread false rumors about people. Yes, exactly. This is how so they, they, they it's and it's compartmentalized. So these people don't really know the big picture. Yes. Um, so you know they could look, they they could recruit uh, off-duty police officers and say things like, well, this person X is a you know is a is a pedophile, or yes, this person exactly. is a, is a is a you know selling drugs to children, etc. etc. Did you get a sense that that was happening? Were they spreading false rumors about you? Well, they they could have been. I wouldn't know. But one of the things that was really strange is is that I would see people cursing my car. They were in their car, and they would be alone in, in in their car, cursing my car, looking at my car and cursing it. And I started to think, what is going on here? These people look like they've been worked on. And I really believe that most of the people that were that were um, not just harassing me, that were following me or they're doing whatever, they were either drug addicts or they were worked on. I think a lot of those people were literally mind control victims. Sure, sure. That makes a great deal of sense. Listen, we're, we're out of time. I just, okay. how are you today, Leslie? How are you? I'm okay. Um, you know, it's still continuing. And um, what can I say? It, um, that's all I can say. And um, I just go through the day and I don't allow uh, a lot of the uh, thoughts that they try to put in. I just don't even hear it anymore. I just, it's, I know what they what they're doing, so I don't I I ignore it. Well, I have to say, and I, I've spoken to uh, dozens and dozens of of um, I know you don't like the word victims, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, of people that have been tortured and, and harassed and, and uh, targeted by direct energy weapons and so forth. Uh, and you know, many of them are are fragile. Yes. Um, and some of them come across uh, not as credible. As others, uh, and you know, that's one of the things that they will choose. I believe they will choose people, uh, that, uh, for example, may have an underlying m- mental illness because then everyone will attribute everything they say to that mental illness when in fact they are being uh, targeted. But you sound like a very credible, um, uh, a person and a, a just Thank a you. sound of body and mind and, and, uh, just very truthful, and uh, I really appreciate you spending some time. Final word for people that that think Leslie Oliver is out of her mind. What would you say to them? Well, I'd say you're going to find out soon enough whether I'm out of my mind or not. <laughs> That's all I can say. And uh, I do want to say one more thing: is is that the spiritual part of this is extremely important right now to really be good to your neighbor and to your friends and to your family. It's very, very important right now. That's right. We've all got to hang together and uh, get to know your neighbor before they get to know you. (laughs) Leslie, thank you for this. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Richard. Leslie Oliver. The website, richardserrett.com, your portal to The Conspiracy Show, richardserrett.com. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett. And as always, follow the truth.